tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Secret Ansem Report podcast. This is the second episode of the Secret Ansem Report podcast, and you'll notice I'm wearing the same clothes because I'm recording these back-to-back because I'm going on vacation like we talked about last episode. So I'm not stinky. It's been literally less than 10 minutes since I recorded the last one, but I had some good questions banked up, so I figured you guys would forgive me on it not being exactly current, but here we are. I hope everybody had a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. Obviously, we're a couple weeks past that now, but future Mike's probably home from Mexico now, but, you know, didn't have time to record before he got back, so that's why this is here. Next week, the Answer Report podcast you know and love will be back instead of this dog shit. Just kidding. I'm really enjoying uh, doing this with you. Uh, We're going to start off with a a very important question from Tyler Tyler Rims in the Discord. Uh, If you, before I start... If you want to send me something to talk about or a question or whatever it might be, you can go in our Discord, links in the description, or you can email us at answerreportpodcast at gmail.com, subject line, secret answer report. Tyler's question, what do you like best about Donkey Kong, and which Kong is your least favorite? So this is a very important question, because I am very Donkey Kong coded, as the kids would say. I love DK. I've loved DK since I knew what he was, like the arcade game back in the day. Um, I remember seeing him at an arcade on the side, you know, doing the, like, you know, that thing, and being like, that's my guy. Um, Not really a King Kong fan, just a Donkey Kong fan. Uh, And then Donkey Kong Country, that series, uh, as a a kid playing on my Super Nintendo, was a very important series to me. Uh, Not necessarily the third one, but one and two, especially. Just incredible games, incredible soundtracks in those games. I I loved... uh, I. I'm definitely more of a Donkey Kong platformer than a Mario platformer. Um, and then DK64 was really important to me and Jay, even though it's a really dog shit game. Uh, but we, we we played that more than we played Banjo-Kazooie, which is a similar kind of game. And then I love the Tropical Freeze and, and uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Those games are, are incredible too. Donkey Konga. I usually always pick DK when I'm playing like Mario Kart or whatever, any Mario Party, any game he's in, I try to pick DK because that's my guy. Uh, why I like him so much, I I love that he wears a tie. I love that he's just a big gorilla. I'm a big fan of gorillas in general. Um, he, you know, I like I like when he does this thing. That thing's cool. I like when he does the okay. I don't know. I just I really like his aesthetic. I like the oh banana. Um, I don't know. It's just some. It's just a character. I think I'm I'm like DK a lot. I think we have a lot in common. So I think that's maybe why I enjoy his brand of, of monkey business so much. Uh, least favorite Kong. Whew, there's some tough ones. There's some tough ones. The Kong family is kind of like the Scooby-Doo family tree that Tyler always talks about where it's like, there's some, there's some weird ones off to the side. My least favorite is probably baby Kong from Donkey Kong Country 3. <laughs> he's just like a giant baby. <laughs> and, and he's wearing like a onesie. He's just, he's just not, he's not good. They did that concept much better with Chunky Kong in DK64, in my opinion. Uh, so that that's uh, that's I think I'd sing. I think I'd say Baby Kong. Baby Kong's probably the worst. Shout out to Candy Kong in DK64 and before. Uh, probably my furry sexual awakening. Corn asks if you could collaborate with any content creator, who would it be, and what would you do? This is a great question, actually. Uh. I know, coming from corn, actually, right? Great question. So I have a couple answers. 
Uh, originally, one of the reasons I started doing online content creation was because of Markiplier. And so I, I just think he's, like, wholesome and sexy, and I like watching most of his content. So I, just to play a game with Markiplier would be fun. Not No real high concept there, just like, hey, can I play Lethal Company with Markiplier sometime? You know, just something like that would be cool. Because um, I, I just think he's fun. I'd like to I'd like to just talk to him for a while. Uh, high concept stuff. Game Grumps, another uh, Let's Play uh, channel that was really early on, like instrumentative in like what Jason and I ended up doing for a time. Um, I really love Game Grumps, and I have I have a concept for this one. I would want to make them play Kingdom Hearts, and I know Aaron, you know, when he was younger, really liked Kingdom Hearts, and he makes fun of it now. But I want to make them play Kingdom Hearts and be like that annoying dude in the background. Just like, oh, did you know that? Like, and like giving like all the like Kingdom Hearts like lore to them, you know? And then watching like 40 year old Dan Avidan be like, oh, like I think that would actually be fun if they flew me out to LA to play uh, Kingdom Hearts with the Game Grumps. So uh, if you're watching this, Game Grumps, call my people, all right? More realistically, I, I, I like doing stuff with regular Pat. I think regular Pat. And I and Jason, we all just kind of click when we do things together. And so some kind of project with Pat, we haven't really talked about it at all. I, I, I'd really enjoy that, I think, because um, I, I, I just think we, we did, there's just there's just a click there. It just clicks. I, I, and I hopefully he feels the same way. Hopefully Pat likes me. But that, that's what I would say realistically would be like a thing that we could do. And yeah, so those are my those are my three answers. I don't even ask for one, but there you go. Uh, Jip214 asks, best cereals. I got to tell you guys, I don't eat a lot of cereal. I Because I don't drink a lot of milk. So I don't have a lot of milk in my house. So eating cereal without milk, though, it sometimes is good. But I don't do it a ton. So I don't ever have milk. So then I just have cereal that sits there and goes bad. So I used to eat a lot of cereal when I was a kid. Um, So I'll tell you some of my favorites here. Obviously, there's the the typical like cinnamon toast crunch, goaded, Lucky Charms, Fruity Pebbles. I can even get down with some Fruit Loops and some Apple Jacks from time to time. I don't really like chocolate cereal. I just don't. It feels too much. Not it like it's like not cereal. It's like that's like a dessert, which is funny saying I I just said I like like the marshmallow stuff, but I don't know. I just chocolate chocolate feels like a bridge too far to me. So like. Cocoa Puffs or Count Chocula. Just not not as into that. Or Cocoa Pebbles, even. I really like, there's some, like, specific, like, cereals that I really, I, I eat, if I eat cereal nowadays, it's Raisin Bran. Because I like raisins, and I'm old. So I, I, I eat, I don't, I wouldn't say I eat a lot of Raisin Bran, but when I do, I demolish a box of Raisin Bran. Like, double scoops of raisins, and I'm just, you know, um, I used to like this cereal called Waffle Crisp. I don't even know if it exists anymore, uh, but they were like tiny little waffles, and it tasted just like maple syrup. Shit was good. And then my my I think my favorite cereal of all time is Reese's Puffs. Even though I just said I don't really do chocolate, but chocolate peanut butter is different. Reese's Puffs are probably my favorite. And then there used to be this Rice Krispie Treat cereal. So it's not Rice Krispie cereal. Rice Krispie Treat, where they would throw marshmallows in it, and so it'd be like little chunks of Rice Krispie Treats. It was just basically eating Rice Krispie Treats. 
Cereal's a scam. Cereal is like one of the worst things for you, I feel like. There's so much sugar. There's so much like um, just nonsense in cereal. And they're like, oh, there's grains in it. Yeah, if you eat the boring cereal, no one wants to fucking eat that. No one wants to eat Raisin Bran, you know? And and Kellogg's in general, Kellogg's is like from this area, they're Battle Creekish, like Michigan. And there's just there's scammers, dude. There's scammers. Like, dude, Harvey Kellogg was a freak. You know? So I I just don't really I don't really eat a lot of cereal, I guess. So I guess uh thank you, Jip, for your question. Uh, but uh cereal's garbage. Alright, up next for Miss Winerib. Okay, this one's a little out there. Finding love slash significant other later in life compared to your parents' generation. Um, I, hmm. I don't know that I necessarily agree that I found it later in life because Tara and I have been together, you know, ten years now. Um, well, on and off, it's messy, but uh, we're we're good now. Oh my God, she's gonna kill me. We're great, and I've known her and been with her for a very long time, and I'm very blessed by her. She's just. The perfect person for me. Um, and I hope, I, I think she feels the same way about me. Um, but we just, we just, uh, it just works for us, you know? And there's no worry of being judged or, or you know, just stuff that you worry about with people. There's, there's loyalty, there's trust, there's everything you need. And it's just so important to me. And, and then we also just like spend most of our days making each other laugh about stupid shit. So like, I, I I couldn't ask for more. I, I love her dearly. I mean, in my early 20s, I did some dating, but, like, I kind of had, like, a long-term girlfriend, which was a very toxic, terrible relationship. And then we broke up. I was living with Tara already. And there was nothing, like, weird with it. Like, Tara and I were just friends that needed roommates, you know? And then we ended up falling in love. Um. So I didn't really have to do that whole dating thing. Like... I did. I, I it, when I was that young, it was before Tinder and all that stuff, and so I never really had to do it. And so, like, I'm very blessed by that that I found the person that's for me. You know, uh, in my in my early to mid twenties, and I haven't had to worry about it since, um, because I I don't have to. And I see people struggle with it. And good people, people that should be attracting a mate or should be, you know. And so I can't. I I I don't know that this is the answer you were looking for. Um. Obviously, like, my dad had his first kid when he was 17. So, yeah, like, compared to my parents, like, it's later in life. But, like, I don't feel that way about myself just based on, like, how my life went, if that makes sense. Because it's not like Tara and I – I mean, Tara and I aren't married yet. But – and I guess when we – when and if we decide to have kids, it's like, yeah, that's a little late, I guess. But I I don't really believe in, like, comparing – to other people on this stuff. I or I try not to at least. Like, what good does that do? Okay, so this person I know had a baby when they were 23. Like, uh okay, their life's completely different from mine. And that's something that like it took me a long time to like come to terms with like just comparing yourself to other people's lives, but it's like the journey you take happens the way it's supposed to happen in my opinion. And like sitting here going, oh well, compared to this person, we met each other late in life or whatever it might be. I, I I don't I don't see the benefit in thinking like that, especially when like the way the world is today. Like I don't know. Like that's one of the things Tara and I talk about quite a bit. Is it's like, is it? Do we want to have kids? You know, because it's like, 
there's some horrible shit that happens out there. You know, and there always has been horrible shit. I'm not trying to say it's worse than ever. But the more I become an adult, the more I'm like, man, you – this sounds obvious, but having a kid's serious business. Having, having, you know, not that that's what this question was about, but I just – I'm thinking about it in the terms of like, hey, like finding stuff like that later in life, right? I, I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot more shotgun weddings and things like that back in my dad's age where it's like now, you know, everything's a little more lax. Is that the term? I don't know if I answered your question at all. I <laughs> I literally don't know if that's what you were looking for, Miss Weinrib. If it wasn't, uh, let me know, and I'll, I'll bring it up on a different episode for sure. All right, now it's time for my album of the episode. And this is another album that released in 2023, like last week's uh, uh, Sleep Token album. This is a band I'm a lot more familiar with called Hail the Sun and their album Divine Intertention. Uh, this is a band that I got into a few years ago. Jason and I uh, went to a show for a band called I the Mighty, which really not really a band anymore for a lot of reasons. But Hail the Sun was touring with them. And we watched Hail the Sun. And we were like, hey, this band's pretty cool. It's a very similar deal to um, what we liked and what we liked about the band that we saw. But it's a little heavier, a little more um, a little more visceral, you know. Uh, and we really liked it about them. And we started, you know, getting into them more. And, um, you know, I think we like different aspects of the band, Jason and I. Uh, but their newest album, Divine Intertention, uh, just 42 minutes of absolute bangers. A lot of times you'll get into a band and you'll like like what you discovered, right? You go, oh, I, I really like the stuff that I discovered here. And then they come out with a new album and you're like, eh, eh, you know, like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but every song on this album I like a, a lot. Uh, there's there's tracks like Mind Rider, which... Um, was the first song released, and I played it a lot on stream, and it's one of, one of my favorites. A single that they put out called Chunker is really good. Um, but then there's, like, songs like I Saw You Hanging and Tithe that are just, like, incredible tracks. I love Tithe in particular because it's, like, it's about, like, it's about corruption and, like, religion. And that's something I really vibe with, and it's really heavy. And they really come out. Like, it's not like I think Fabio said this is my new entrance music because it really just kicks like hard. Uh, 60 minute session blocks is just an incredible hook. Uh, Under the Floor, another great song. Uh, just a lot of really good tracks. And it, it's a really like brisk 42 minutes. Like you're just going, oh, the album's over already. But like you're enjoying the whole, the whole thing. And this is a band that I think deserves a lot more credit than they get. Their, their their previous album I liked a lot. I, I really like um that you can hear their growth from like their early stuff to now and it just it, it feels in line with what they were doing then, but it's not um it's not the same thing. There's growth there, but it's also not just not something completely different, which a lot of bands do. They'll just like abandon what they were doing before for something like somewhat related as opposed to like you know, being being the same band and showing growth, and I feel like this band's shown a lot of growth. I re- this album um, dominated my top songs of twenty twenty three on on Spotify. Just like every every single song on the album was on there. Uh, 
And I listened to a lot of music in 2023. So, uh, but yeah, check out Hail the Sun. Just an incredible band. Um, big fan. Uh, saw them on the Coheed Cruise a bunch. Seen them quite a few times. They don't really come to Michigan, though. Or if they do, they go to Detroit. Stop going to Detroit, guys. Detroit, come to Grand Rapids. Stop going to Detroit bands, okay? Or go to Detroit and Grand Rapids. I don't care. But stop going to only Detroit, okay? I don't want to drive to Detroit for a show. I'd rather drive to Chicago. So I guess do Chicago. But I don't want to drive there either. Drive to, drive to Grand Rapids. Anyway, go check that album out. Okay, Fulzy's question. Is there anywhere you'd want to live besides where you currently live? So I really like where I live. Um, I think Grand Rapids, Michigan is a great city. There's a lot to like. It has some big city stuff, but not too much. The traffic gets bad every once in a while. You know, there's not a lot of things that I like don't like about a city like Chicago or Detroit or New York or it's not overcrowded. And it's just there's just like a lot of cool things here. It's not like the biggest city in the world that uh, you know, you're not gonna be finding a bunch of shit to do past midnight or whatever. But like I just really like where I live. I like the seasons where I live. I like that it's not just always hot or always cold. Um my family lives here, so that's that's huge. But for where I would want to live separately, um, I don't really have a ton of ideas on this. I lived in Hawaii for a little bit on a cruise ship, and that was cool because it was Hawaii. Uh, the cruise ship part was not cool, but just being able to go like on the beach in the ocean, you know, whenever I wanted, was sick. Uh, that's another underrated thing about living in Michigan is uh, we have the Great Lakes. And they're very, they're, they're like the ocean, but without salt. So it's like, oh, cool, you can just go to the beach. And I don't think a lot of people understand the Great Lakes until they come here. And like, whether it's like, you know, New York or, or, or Wisconsin or Michigan or wherever you go where there's Great Lakes, people don't really get them until they come experience them. Um, so check out the Great Lakes if you can. They're, they're pretty cool. But yeah, Hawaii, Hawaii was great. Um, I don't know that I'd want to live there. I don't know. I think I just really like where I live. I've heard like uh, New Mexico's cool. But I feel like it'd be too hot. Uh, New England area, I heard, is nice and similar to where I live, but not the same. Canada's fine, I guess. I just there's just not a place. Like I'm just really content with where I live, I guess. So, uh, that being said, Grand Rapids, Michigan, place to be. I don't. There we go. That's better. Um. All right. This next one's from Pokemon Trainer J, and Pokemon Trainer J wants to know. What TV show do you think needed to end a season or two earlier? And I can't pick Lost. Because <laughs> that's the answer, right? The couple last seasons are Lost are tough. Uh, the Office, I think, has a strong case for this. Um, I don't think that after uh, Michael Scott leaves that is completely irredeemable. But I don't think that the Andy Bernard era is as good but i do think the office also wraps up really well like they the season the series finale is really good which is tough to do for a show so i that one i'm kind of torn on where i'm like okay you could take a couple of these middle seasons out and scrunch it any of the cw cw super superhero shows the arrow like i used to love watching arrow and then it just got too much it was just okay wrap it up wrap it up why is diggle a superhero why is Diggle a super? Why is everybody a superhero now? Wrap this shit up. This is too much. I really fell off the the because I was getting ready to start watching the Flash and I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? I don't want to watch this. I think there's a case 
to be made for how I met your mother. Although, I just think the last season should have been different. I guess not that it shouldn't have happened, but they should have they should have handled that one a little differently. I think most How I Met Your Mother fans would agree with that. I'm trying to think of what other shows I've watched where I thought that. I think what happens with me is instead of going, oh, that should have been less seasons, I stop watching, <laughs> Like right? So I can't tell you whether I would have been like, oh, I need less seasons or not. Um, so like a lot of shows I've like fallen off on and just never watched again because I'm like, oh, that this should have ended already or this isn't good, you know? But yeah, I I think those are my, probably the office is my number one answer. If I'm not allowed to choose lost, the office would be my number one answer. So, so final question here of the day, zombie, not really a question, just says, talk about the world ends with you. And Neo, the world ends with you. So for those who don't know, Jason and I are adamantly against playing these games. Um, it wasn't always that way. I actually own the world ends with you on Switch. I don't know if I've ever told anybody that. I bought the game with the intention on playing the game on stream. Because those characters are featured in Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. And I thought that would be a fun thing. But what happened, uh, we started playing Dream Drop Distance. And we really hated the character of Joshua and didn't really like any of the other characters. Just really hated Joshua, but the other ones were just fine. And then from all corners, it just started to come in. You should really play it. It's really important. Uh, jo- you think Joshua's bad in this game? He's even worse in The World Ends With You. And then I, I heard a lot of things about how the Switch version is not the best version to play it because it was originally made with touch controls. And so playing it docked isn't a good idea. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. And then more and more just came in. Like, oh, come on, you got to play The World Ends With You to the point where, like, Jason, if you know anything about Jason and I, you know we don't like to be told what to do. Uh, for better or worse, we, we just don't, I don't like to be told, hey, this is a very popular thing. You should watch it. Um, and he, he's even worse than I am. And so we started going, okay, I'm sick of this world ends with you shit. So then we put a, uh, Cretan chips redeem on our Twitch channel to, uh, an insurmountable amount of points to play the game. Be basically like trying to send the message to people, Hey, we're not going to play this. Right. And that made people even more incensed to try and get us to play it. Uh, which is funny. I thought it would do the opposite. And uh, that's stupid that I thought that. And then what happened was, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 happens and the ending. And everybody's like, Sora's back in Shibuya. He's going to see Neku and friends. Sure. Sure. Good hypothesis from seeing that, right? They they live in Shibuya. That makes sense, right? But then Nomura comes out and goes, hey, this isn't necessarily the same Shibuya, you guys. This isn't necessarily the same. And I was like, oh, okay. So surely the world ends with you truthers would stop with this nonsense. No, no, they doubled down harder. They doubled down harder. They they were like, well, he could mean this or he could. And sure, you know, Namira lies sometimes. Like there's there's things he does that make you question whether he it's going to be real or not. I get it. But come on, guys, just drop this shit. And so that made me even more incensed to not play it. 
I saw Whale play some Neo World Ends With You, which to me looked a little more interesting than the original one. Everybody I've talked to that liked The World Ends With You did not like the Neo World Ends With You. So it's like, wait, you guys don't even like this game and you want me to play it? So that's kind of where we're at. Um, I, I still have no interest in playing said game. Um, even though it's a game that's sitting on my shelf that I own, if I did play it, like say the, the only the only scenario where I would play it is I think if No Mirror goes back on what he said and they actually, it's actually necessary for Kingdom Hearts, which would be the most asinine thing, but it would be a Kingdom Hearts thing for sure. And so then, but I don't even think I would stream it then. I think I would just play it on my own. You know, it's one of those things. Like uh, Undertale. I think Undertale is a great game. I think Toby Fox is a uh, very smart game developer. Made a, made a great thing. I like Deltarune a lot too. But I would never stream Undertale. Because there's a certain, you know, people have a certain expectation with that series. Where you have to play a certain way and while the world ends with you doesn't have those same mechanics from what i understand i feel like people would be very invested in the way i played it and the way i experienced it meaning there would be a lot of backseating there would be a lot of oh well you don't understand this because this or or a lot of people getting angry with me or jason because we didn't like a certain situation or a certain scene the way they did, right? And so to me, at this point, it's just build up, built up so much hype for, oh, are they ever going to play it, that I don't think we could ever live up to what people want from it, if that makes sense. And so I just, I think if I, even if I did play it, which I'm not going to, it would be off stream. It would be not something I would do in front of everybody. Because I feel like the expectations and, and the pressure from doing something like that would be pretty tough. There you go, zombie. I spoke for way too long about The World Ends With You and Neo, The World Ends With You. I hope that satisfied what you were looking for. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Secret Ansem Report. Uh, we'll see you guys again in two weeks because this is the off week of The Ansem Report. Next week, look forward to The Ansem Report podcast, the OG, the original, the one you like to see. If you would like me to answer questions... On the episode in two weeks, go in the Discord. Links in the description. Uh, join the join the Discord and go to the secret and some report section and post your question in there. Or alternatively, you can email us at answerreportpodcast at gmail.com where you can put in the subject line secret answer report. Please and thank you. That's going to do it. I still don't have a good outro. May your heart be your guiding key. And we'll see you next time. Super Mario Peace.